In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and with me is my red-trunked, yellow-belted, blue-leotarded, the one, the only. Mm, It's interesting that you say that, because just like Zach Braff, I'm no Superman. Travis Rats here. (laughs) Travis Rats and I coming at you with the podcast as we're talking about graphic novels and trades. And this is the last episode of superman summer we have just the last son of krypton the last the, episode of superman summer oh my god the last summer of krypton this is it right now uh we had dove into graphic novels and trades we looked at different media on superman normally on the podcast we'll, we'll, we'll dive into a book or into something going on in nerddom maybe it's a movie maybe it's a show uh this is that episode that is a variant edition where we're talking about just nerd media in general and This one, Superman specifically, Superman specifically, because we are in Superman summer, our last conversation. We started early on talking about who is Superman to us? What were we looking forward to as we read these books over the summer and explored Superman? And now that we've like, we've like covered ourselves Mm. in kryptonite, be it red or green or jeweled kryptonite whatever it is it's with us we've been bedazzled in kryptonite uh we are oh, I, just... I didn't i didn't tell you this josh uh yeah so uh i got that um uh test back and it turns out that was skin cancer melanoma on my back that I had to get cut out i got a nice four inch scar on there right now now mm-hmm. i think i know what it was it was kryptonite it may have been that it was kryptonite I'm... like superman summer i I'm, I'm going into this thing i'm a fan now i'm like this is a health issue for me now it is. It is. Superman summer got you. Too much, too much exposure to super rays. It was the red sun. <laughs> it, was the, it was Phoenix's 119 degree uh, heat this summer. That got you. It got you. You were out by the pool in south, southern Arizona, and this is what happens. All right. I'm not so, Superman. <laughs> I, if you were Superman, it wouldn't have happened. So let's, let's talk about... Lex talk. Super- Let's talk about Superman summer. <laughs> Travis, we came in. How do you want to start this thing? You want to, you want to start off with so, what okay. else we've, yeah. so we, we we had, gotten into? We had our assigned reading. We had our assigned yeah. readings. But especially, I think, early on in Superman summer back in June, uh, Josh and I were, when we were off, we were reading this stuff, but then we were consuming our own random things. So we'd be like, hey, I'm watching yeah. this. I'm watching this. But obviously, like, instead of being like, oh, also read this or watch this it's like josh go consume what you want to consume <laughs> right and i'll consume yeah. what i want to assume consume and then we'll talk about them here so we're gonna we're yeah. gonna share those we'll go like one for one until one of us runs out i think josh yeah. read and watched more than i did but uh let's start with the one that we we said that we were gonna do early on when we laid out superman summer that josh and i did read yeah. uh, uh much of uh, but we didn't end up doing a separate podcast on and that is right. um, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. The uh, uh, who the creators in that one? Um, it's a fraction. Oh, it's, is that yeah, Matt Fraction, and I and I think it's uh, who I can't remember. Uh, Steve Lieber. Steve Lieber did the art on it. So Fraction and Lieber do the art. Uh, or Fraction writes. Lieber does the art. Um, and it's a story of, of of Jimmy Olsen. And so Jimmy Olsen. So here's I'm going to talk about this a little later. But I am reading, and I just mentioned on the last show we did that was aired last week about this idea of like I'm listening to this audiobook, the unauthorized biography of Superman by Glenn Weldon, and he's going through all of these pieces. And Superman was this giant force in comic books and early comic book sales when he first came out. And so everything that national comics the the original publisher did was around how do we get more people to buy books so there was a lois lane superman's girlfriend comic book there was a superman's pal jimmy olsen book there was action crypto there was there was all of these things in order to cash in on this and jimmy olsen's pal was one of those things where like you got to do all of this weird stuff and then have Superman just come in at the very end and save the day or whatever it is. Right. And then that was the first book. Jack Kirby comes to 
like DC comics in the seventies and the book he wants, the book that he takes Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. That's the book. And it's so, it's such a weird thing. And I feel that this is that homage to how goofy comic books can get. But with that sort of like fraction oddball sensibility, just a little more into it, right? A yeah. little more satire, so a there, little more. There's a cool weeping. pattern. There's a cool pattern to it. It feels like a bunch of little Jimmy Olsen vignettes that all yeah. start off with Jimmy Olsen in, and then it'll be like exploring a weird fact that they'll exploit and explode from Jimmy Olsen's history in the comics and kind of look at it in a reverent way, which is really yeah. fun. But one of the things that we notice is when you stack those little vignettes back to back to back to back to back to back to back, that it was, I don't want to say exhausting, but like kind of hard to talk about as, as a piece and more kind of fun to consume in smaller chunks than in one big volume of it. Like for me, like I, I thought, what a great idea that those each of those little Jimmy Olsen chunks should have been at the end of the current Superman series running now. Right? To me, it you really know? feels like... To me, it felt like... So if we think of old action comics and there were bits, there were like extra stories in there. These felt like it should have been at the end of an action comic, right? Well, like, like one year of... At the back of action comics, every episode, there would be like this weird five-page yeah. thing. And it was... It was extra pages for the customer, no extra charge for one year. <laughs> I think that would have been fun, right? Yeah. But it was, this seemed, it was a lot. It was, it was, it's very long because it's 12 issues. It's, it's 300 pages. It's a lot of pages. condensed fun. Yeah. And I, and it was like one of those things where like, this was a, this would be a fun bite-sized thing. Like, like, mm, I'm not, let me taste this little Jimmy Olsen story. Right. But it yeah. felt very much like, okay, you know, I, I'm, this is an example that might not be great. Um, you know how like they do that the collection of peanuts comic yeah. strips and at first you're like oh this is gonna be great i i, I have one mm-hmm. um i think i have it digitally because i was like it was like on it was on like super sale and i was like oh this will be fun to read but you cannot sit and read the whole thing yeah you can't do it it's too like like the joke style and the way it's set up like it's good for like oh i read one i read like a handful of strips i'm done i'll touch it in another month right this jimmy olsen felt like it was it's like it feels like it's designed to be consumed in small pieces but now i'm giving it to you in this giant format that just felt like it was really big like too much to consume like i can eat one snickers bar but i can't eat 500 mini snickers bars right 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 (laughs) and unlike supergirl it didn't feel like we were able to make a lot of meaningful connections to the character of superman which was kind of the point of superman summer these discussions at least so we did read quite a bit of it but we decided to to pass on doing a separate podcast episode not saying that you shouldn't read it it is fun i think it's a great uh uh volume to have for your bookshelf even better than your bookshelf your coffee table for a month if you put that on your coffee table for a month and just and like you, read one story you pick a week it up during commercial me. breaks commercial break yeah. it you know yeah like jimmy olsen in eminent domain right like that's yeah. like it, it's a weird so if we could i so we just talked about superman space age and superman space age wasn't as satirical as i expected mark russell to be this, this felt was felt, it felt like mark russell in fact in my head more. i'm like wait is this the mark russell one <laughs> this one felt far more Mark Russell, right? Um, okay, so let's talk. Uh, so Jimmy Olsen is one we read. I want to talk about one that I read um, that I thought would be like if we had more time over Superman Summer, if we didn't want to like move on with reading other things. I think that this was a this was a good read, well worth my time. Superman seventy eight. Superman seventy eight picks up where the Christopher Reeves Superman movie leaves off. Right. Oh. So you can, free, there isn't like Superman. It feels like Superman three doesn't happen. And Superman four doesn't happen in this, in this tale. Right. Um, no and so this Breyer is very, in this one. No. So this is like the Richard Donner sort of, it feels like that Superman. And in fact, it's drawn very much like all the characters look like that, right? Lois Lane is the only one who doesn't feel as much like Margot Kidder, right? But it's definitely the Christopher Reeve Superman. It's definitely the, um, like, 
Marlon Brando, uh, his dad. It's very much the Perry White that's in that. It's very much like every character is the character in those 77 um, in that movie. And it is, it feels very much, but what it does is it goes, let's do something we couldn't do in the movies. Let's do a Brainiac story. Cause oh, you can't, yeah, 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 you, yeah. You couldn't do that. And, and then Brainiac is drawn to look like David Bowie. So it's like, it's like, let's pick an actor who would have played. Who could have played at that time. Yeah. Who at this time. And then and you think David of like, Bowie you know, played the man who fell to earth where he yeah, played yeah, the alien the already. Yeah. 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 So it is very much. It has a great Brainiac casting also, by the way, David. Oh, yeah. Bowie. It's a very good Brainiac I'm, casting. So I'm Brainiac. Yeah. Right. It would have been that voice would have been a very perfect sort of voice. Um, it was a fun read. I had a, I had a blast reading it. Cause you know, there's that sort of reverence for that movie that you saw, you know, again, we weren't born when it came out, but like, that was this, that was a superhero movie that we watched, right? Like mm-hmm. I remember watching it as a kid and seeing that. And this is very much that thing, but it jumps real quickly to like, Oh my God, why is there a giant, like a, why is there a robot with a glowing brain just landed on earth and Superman has to battle him. And then it's hard. Superman's struggling to fight this, this, this robot. And then he does, but then Brainiac's like, Oh, I found him. Right. Like he's been looking for him. So he's sending these robots out everywhere. And so he finds him. And then it's essentially the story of, you know, Brainiac coming to, earth and what does that mean for our christopher reeve superman and what does that mean for lex luther and this idea that like lex ends up helping superman defeat uh brainiac this like very sort of interesting play on it all um i really enjoyed it It was really good it had you know where superman rips the s off his chest in that one movie and throws it and it like captures yeah. the people he does that in this like it is very much a 70s a very like wonderful sort of like seventies homage to like, Oh, I like the art in that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The arts really, I thought it was really good. It was fun. It was that thing where like, again, I think the thing that I think the thing that I'm looking for in Superman summer or that I want are just a Superman story that has a beginning, middle and end. Mm -hmm. And I can just read it because Superman feels far more serialized than that a lot of times. Right. right? And so I think it was really kind of nice to find a book where I can go like, Oh, that's just a fun Superman story. Let's go read that fun in and out Superman story. And we're good. And I'm okay with it. And that, and it's, it was enjoyable. The writing was good. And it played up those, it played on something you already knew about Superman and that movie and having that, that was a fun one to read. Okay, so I'm gonna piggyback off that one. Uh, yeah, is uh, I did a rewatch of that of that movie. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think we were uh, originally at some point gonna like both rewatch that, and we just and I and I, I was like, oh, we're gonna do this when we watch it. And Josh, says, I, I don't think you got to it, or you started. It I watched like I watched it. like half of it, and so, then like uh, something and happened. This is, and, and this is and this is this is me talking about. Obviously, that movie is a great movie, and one of the things I appreciate about that movie was like how it was shot and the action. And the things that they were able to show in that movie that at that time, action-wise, like, you'll believe a man can fly. You know, they do a pretty good job with that. And, like, some of the action, like cars falling and flying and people falling from buildings was was really cool. However, in rewatching it, I was like, oh, this is not my Superman. This is not my yeah. Superman. And I feel like because, you know, I was born in 84, and so the the generation before was like that's a superman and that lasted yeah. for a long time so i was conditioned and you know because of christopher reeves right. is such an iconic yeah. actor and associated with it it was almost like this was sacred and you couldn't you couldn't dismiss this movie and i'm not going to dismiss it but i will say it didn't hit me and here i walked away from that movie being like i this for me if i had a child and was introducing the Superman, I think a lot of people in our generation like, oh, you start with this movie. I I would steer clear of this movie. I I <laughs> I, I I don't think that and well, I, I think it's, it's a little dated Superman, since Superman yeah. two. Superman two, much better than this one. I think Superman two, the one with um General Zod, and I think that 
is a better film than Superman the movie. Yeah, okay. I might have to rewatch that one. Yeah. I think that one has a little more of what you're Grit. looking for yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, a little well, I mean like it's no, an actual like a, a beginning, middle and end, a complete story as you were saying. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to like wait, there's like the origin story and then there's the Christopher Reeve stuff and then there's the you know, <laughs> yeah, but I think I mean it's definitely a product of the seventies, right? Like that movie is, I mean, it feels very seventies, yeah, right. Like it, it is what it is. But I think you're right. It's not. I would say that that's also like I remember that movie, but that's not my Superman. My Superman is Death of Superman. Superman, yeah, right. Like that's that's the moment for me when I was old enough and was consuming the media that made that Superman for me. Like, is that Superman? Yeah. Is a Superman who gets destroyed by doomsday and comes back with a mullet like that's my superman yeah <laughs> like that's a superman I, I that i have but um i agree with you it's like i think it's one of those things where like okay i'm gonna go back and see if it hits as well i had gabby we watched not too long ago it was on and i was like i'm gonna watch it because i this is the one i remember as a kid was superman 4 the quest for peace I don't like, think that's, the one, superman that's 4, the one honestly. where it's the um it's supposed to be Lex Luthor clone Superman. And it's this blonde sun guy. Like, and so Superman fights him on the dark side of the moon. Does so he, he have fair hair? Him. He he has yeah, fair faucet hair and like long fingernails. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's this weird. Um, but I don't know why that was one. And Gabby was like, this is so bad, Josh. I'm like, it is bad. This is the one that no one. This is the bad one. It's forgotten right? Superman. Like, yeah, yeah. It's the forgotten Superman movie. Uh, but. I thought it was like it was it's one of those things where like it's this time where it's like the first superhero movie and not really because there were the serials with Superman before that with George Reeves and stuff like that. But like this is the modern superhero movie in the 70s being like, okay, how do we do this with the technology we have and how do we make a major motion picture? Of this yeah. thing, not these short serials that we can string together, but let's let's make this major motion picture. Like so epic, I thought, yeah. There was an epicness yeah. to that movie that I will I, I do agree with you. So uh, uh, let's, let's reverse it. We'll go back to back. So my other one was I read the new 52, the Grant Morrison run. I think we talked about this before. Okay. This was yeah. 2011. Um, and it's interesting. So first off, like you have to like even though it's 2011, I feel like there were still rem- remnants of early 2000s digital art where they hadn't quite clicked that in yet, which made yeah. it visually a little bit tougher. Um, it was interesting. This was, this starts off, this is jeans and t-shirt Superman. Superman, Yeah. Uh, which I get, this is Grant Morrison writing it. There were some good things with this, but ultimately there was a portrayal of Superman, at least early on in this series where he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder and a bit of an attitude, like an anger. Mm -hmm. And, um, while it was entertaining to read, I also am like, mm, I don't know if I like an attitude Superman. I don't know if I like a Superman with an attitude or a chip on his shoulder or a little bit more um, uh, hard ass, especially Clark. Clark was like this budding kind of reporter who was using technology and stuff to like um, almost like he felt like internet, early internet age reporter. Like, I'm going to, yeah, do that stuff. And it it felt a little too hip. Not in a bad way, but, like, I, I, as as we go through the summer, I'm realizing Element Superman I like and Element Superman I don't like. It doesn't mean it it makes the story less good or or, or better. It's just I'm compiling what I want in my Superman, which we'll get to at the end of this this podcast. But I was like, ooh, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I need that edge a slightly edgier superman i think i think i think superman plays well against those characters so Mm -hmm. i think that's why batman superman works yeah because you get that sort of like hopeful boy scout boy scouty and 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 thing where like he will do whatever it takes to make it right and then you get to put that against the um sort of like 
the the power of the of the brain the greatest detective ever who is cynical right yeah, but it's still, optimism but still versus does the, cynicism. yeah 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 right optimism versus that cynicism um of those two characters that i think works really well um so. you know what? i've 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 thought about that was on my list of like let's try it or let's try the the other one that happened because there was action so comics go ahead yeah what Superman. oh yeah so i was i was gonna read one of those but i, I didn't so i wanted it i so i'm gonna jump to you know, from a comic book to um, media, there's a new Superman cartoon, uh, Superman and his friends or Superman or like my life with Superman. I can't, it's on HBO max. I guess it's only max now that's out. Renner and I have watched that. We watched the first three episodes or four episodes together. Uh, did you, have you seen it yet? Mm-mm. It is, it is a great sort of like, let's retell Superman. Like he's happening right now. Right. So instead of in like in modern and not like let's modernize Superman. So but really like let's let's put him in a metropolis current day that would exist in in current day. Right. So and he's young. Right. So he's literally fresh out of college. He's an intern at the Daily Planet. Lois Lane is an intern and Jimmy Olsen is an intern. Okay, so they're all sort of like trying to become reporters and they're all together and they get the, the, they get like the shaft and they're like, Oh, you guys get the basement is where you guys get to do your, your job from. Um, and here's your fluff piece that we need you. Okay. We're going to let you go cover something, but you got to go cover this stupid fluff thing. Right. Yeah. And it allows this sort of like weird, you get to see friendship that I think you miss in Superman comics because Clark is, is, comes in after lois is already established yeah established and jimmy olsen is the younger one so like superman isn't doesn't have friends there's a hierarchy there's like three hierarchies lois right clark jimmy right but at this time you've got them all coming in at the same time i like and they're all trying and they get to be friends in a way that they're not friends in any other media status yeah you get to see sort of like the cute romance thing starting between Clark and Lois Lane. Is there right? a love triangle at all? Do you sense like, no, like it's not I love. Tri- it. I, I think Jimmy gets the, Jimmy gets the sort of like third wheel friend. Okay. Right. And yeah. there's like one scene where you see him, he goes, like, I've been there, Jimmy. <laughs> like, so you get Clark, you get Clark and Lois walking away. Like Lois has Clark's giant jacket on. Cause it's cold. Yeah. And Jimmy comes out and going like, Oh, where'd they go? And then he sees them kind of walking off together. <laughs> and, and he gets to play the sort of like you like her card yeah, like yeah. with with both of them. So it was really it's fun. Um, the the animation style is very sort of like you know it, it has a very sort of anime feel to it. Um, Superman is this great sort of like giant V shaped triangle on top, just like a big guy, but like not giant legs, right? So a very sort of like feels like a larger than life character. Lois has a very like short sort of pixie cut thing going on right um it's a it's a i thought it was a lot of fun runner and i really liked it and it has this sort of very um anime uh sensibility because the first thing he ends up fighting are are like giant robots that look like like uh mechs right (laughs) and then parasite ends up being body armor that looks like anime body armor that ends up taking over the the guy's body, right? It, so it very much plays into this this sort of like anime concept, but also like this is this is modern storytelling. If kids are going to watch this, you have to lean into what they know, right? So you're going to play with the thing they know that's in the media they consume. And so I thought it was it's a really interesting modern take on like how do we do Superman as like a twenty year old, and and have it be kind of fun and cute and not like. I'm a brooding 20 year old. I'm angry. Like the 2011 Grant Morrison Superman. This feels like a, a light and fun Superman, yeah. you know, a take on it. So, as he's trying to figure out who he is. He's weaker. His power isn't as strong. It feels very much like a depowered year one Superman. So I'm going to piggyback off that one with, uh, 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 something I watched as well. A rewatch for me. I watched about seven episodes of Lois and Clark. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. How was your how was your Dean Kane-a-thon? So one of the things I discovered is whether I want to admit it or not, that Superman, probably my quintessential Superman, like as far as in the DNA, but yeah. right up next to that, 
Dean Cain's Cain. yeah. Lois and Clark Superman is that's there. Dean Cain for me, in some ways, like it felt so comfortable. He's in the pocket. <laughs> he's in the pocket as Clark. Um, there is like he's di- like he he's dynamic. There is chemistry between him and Terry Hatcher. Uh, Who wouldn't have chemistry with Terry Hatcher? Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, and Terry Hatcher is actually doing a pretty good. I like her, Terry Hatcher. Uh, I like her, Lois, better than Margot Kidder's Lois, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And obviously, it suffers from like the production value of a 1990s like yeah. serial hour, you know, romantic sitcom. Uh, right. But uh, I forgot the guy who plays Lex. But the Lex is really good in there. Uh, the only thing I, I I did not like in there, and I was like, ooh, Ma and Pa Kent, especially Pa Kent in that, not like almost like I don't I don't want to visit this Pa Kent. Like he uh, Dean Kane would always <laughs> go back and like at, they get their like episode advice from like Pa Kent, yeah. and they're yeah. always like ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like oh this this Pa Kent is a little bit bitter and stuff like that, but a fun one. I I I stopped. At episode seven because i'm like okay i i have enough i could easily see myself you know if i just had like a bunch of time downloading some episodes for a long flight and and watching it but it felt very comfortable it felt very nostalgic and i i think it holds up pretty well i think it's one of those things where i definitely remember watching it with my parents yeah. Right. I definitely remember as a family watching. Because it's something everyone can watch. They're going right. to watch it de- for the love stuff. You're going to watch because of Superman. I definitely remember watching Lois and Clark. And I wonder if I went back and watched it, how much I would remember. Because it's something that I do not, I have no real memory of. I think there's like one scene, like I'm picturing it in my head where they're trapped in like a room. And I don't like, I, I don't know what it is, but like I have, I remember it, but I don't remember it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's got a fever um, dream. <laughs> the other thing that I wish I would have watched that I, you know what I, I, it, it, it was a while ago for it. So it's hard for me to like say it wasn't part of Superman summer, but something that I missed that I didn't watch was when it came out was Smallville. It wasn't something I, I ever watched. I never watched it either. My sister really loves it, really loves Smallville. And then I was like, Oh, we'll try it. Let's try it. I think when Renner was younger, we tried to watch it. And I, it, it was just one of those things where like, I just couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I just was the wrong. I think I'm the wrong age. You were you were over the you were over the age. So you, like I don't know how to say this. You were just you didn't watch it when your peers were. So at that point, you're like, well, there's a reason I didn't watch. It. I was too cool for that. You know, like it, right. There's a or like I was. I think it was also like I was too old at that point yeah. to watch it. Right. Like I wasn't the I wasn't the the demographic for it. And then to go back now and watch it. I know I'm not. The, I, it wasn't I can punk tell. rock. It was like Dawson's, but you were too yes. old for Dawson. You'd already gone over that. Right. The poppiness of, of those kind of Aaron well, Spelling a, stories. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's this weird thing where like, I was like, I didn't watch the young. OC either. Did you watch the OC? No, no, no. Like I'm, I'm too, I was too young to watch, uh, to really get into Melrose place. Right. Yeah. And to get into, to, to get into that, Aaron Spelling era of TV. Like I was just too young for that. And then I was too old to watch like the CW stuff. No, ours was Buffy. Ours was Buffy. Right. And like, I didn't watch one tree Hill. I didn't like those sort of things. Gilmore girls didn't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I was too, like I was beyond that. I was like too old for that piece or like, I don't know. I had a kid really young, so that may have played a part in it too, but I didn't watch, I haven't watched it. And that's one thing I'm like, I wonder if I could go back. Would I like it now? And I tried to watch it. I was probably at this point, eight seven years ago or something like that and i don't know if it would i don't know if i could go back and watch it because i've seen some of the costumes and i'm like oh god yeah but i like i like that that the the kid he's a kid anymore he's like the kid who plays superman yeah yeah (laughs) but um he seems like a cool like young clark he like he feels like he's got the rhythm of it and stuff like that yeah oh you know what else i watched you know what else i watched i want to talk about really quick i watched young justice we watched a couple episodes Mm. of young justice um it was a very like 2000s cartoon where it was like let's let's take the young superheroes the teenage justice league and let's make a very sort of like brooding cartoon about it and so it's superboy but superboy in this is very like I'm a clone and I'm angry because I don't know. I'm not really anybody. And like Superman just, bl- but it's, re- it's very soap opera. It is like a cartoon soap opera with like, 
uh, Martian Manhunter's niece um, with, you know, Green, Lan- uh, Green Arrow's, um, you know, young female counterpart. You've got uh, Superboy. Um, you've got um, all of you've got this run of the flat kid flash. And so you get sort of this sort of very, they deal with not being the justice league. Right. So there's all this sort of like, we're not there yet. We're too young. Um, But then also this sort of like figuring each other out and figuring their powers out. So it's, it's, it's a quality show. We went back and watched a couple episodes. I'm like, Oh man, I want to watch the whole thing again. Nice. So that was one that Gabby Gabby really loved that one. We watched that one like young, that was Young family. Justice. Young Justice, yeah. So I, I have a couple other things. I'm not going to really talk about the the look up in the sky. Amazing story of Superman documentary. That's a quick like two hour. I really like that documentary. It was like 2006 or so before that middle Superman movie came out on Amazon. That's a, especially I like I like the early like Radio Days Superman documentary in there. Um, yeah, and a couple of things, but I, I I don't want to spend too much on that. I do. I don't want you to uh, leave this. What we've been reading. I know you've read some other stuff, but let's kind of expedite things. We talked about yeah. your Burns experience. I did talk about it on. I talked about it on one yeah, of the earlier yeah, shows. Yeah. Did you read um, more of that? I just read that volume. So okay. I read that volume. It's it's good, but it feels very much that time period, right? So um, that's I think the it's one I wanted story. to read that I haven't got to. I probably still at it's some a, point will. It's a good Superman story. You get Bizarro, right? So essentially, like all of essentially, I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to take these decades and decades of Superman that had gotten this glut of weird superpowers and like weird like characters and everything is gone. It was just so big. And then go like, how do we start fresh, but like give people things they know. Right. So how do we start fresh, but still tap into the things that people know about Superman. Um, and, and I think I mentioned this on the last episode that I'm, I'm listening to this audiobook, the unauthorized book, authorized biography. Is I want to check that out for sure. And Glenn Weldon is uh, Glenn Weldon wrote it. It's narrated by someone else, but this is, when I say unauthorized biography, it it is like in this decade, here's what happened in Superman. And it talks about like where the comic book books went, all this stuff. And one of the things I really got out of that is how much like DC relied like those er national comics early on. And then DC relied so much on Superman that Superman like was always in this reset point. Like we tell the Superman story, everything goes back to normal. We tell the Superman story, everything goes back to normal. So nothing changes about Superman over these big pieces of time, but Superman gets more powerful because we have to tell a Superman story, but we can't change anything about like the world. We can't change anything about like what's what surrounds Superman because this property is such an important piece of like DC's bread and butter. And so um, that's why I think we don't have, as I'm listening to this book, I'm getting why we don't have all Runs. the Batman stories. Like we, we don't have those like we had for Superman because Superman was this thing where he was the cash cow. And so we had to tell the same story and we had to like get in and out and reset everything every time. So if you did something big and weird and wild, it had to end. Um, and Batman was at the bottom of the barrel for a while in DC comics. So they kept trying new things with him to make him take off. Cause I listened to this other book about Batman. And so it was this real interesting juxtaposition where Batman gets to be changed over and over again because they're trying to make him work. Yeah. Right. They're trying to find out who Batman is. So you get all of these different takes on Batman, but Superman was the thing. So you couldn't rock the boat on Superman. You could make him more powerful and you could make him maybe his he went more sci fi for a while. Right. Uh, But ultimately, we weren't going to change that much about Superman Hmm. because he was the thing that kids were reading. And he's also the entree point for kids going to want to pick up a comic. What's a tried and true trusted title? Superman. Well, I pick it up. I'm going to get what people have been talking about. I'm not going to pick it up and be like, wait, why is he wearing jeans? (laughs) <laughs> right you know so it was a, it's a really interesting thing i'm i'm, I'm i haven't i have not made it to I, i'm like right at the beginning of the 70s so i'm in like it literally goes 
decade by decade talking about the big changes. I would love to hear when they get to the death and like the rebirth. That, and so and that's what I'm looking forward to is that part of it, right? Because that's the part I I remember. So I think once I get to the 80s, I'm like, okay, this is the stuff I want to hear about. How do they decide to make these different moves with Superman? Because up to this point, it's very much been like, Superman's the cash cow. Here's the little tiny bit we changed about him, right? right? We make him go fight Hitler and blah, blah, blah. Or like they don't make him because they didn't want to trivialize the war. So the reason the Superman never goes and isn't sort of like out there fighting the Nazis or anything is like, well, Superman, they didn't want to acknowledge it all that much because they like they did a little bit. But then when we get to like the Korean War, they, they don't even touch the Korean War in the comics because they don't want to like like ah, it's not it's not clear enough. So yeah, we're not yeah, even yeah. going to deal with that. Superman stays away from all of those things. Hmm. And it's a really interesting sort of idea. And when I think about that in the Mark Russell book we read and I go like, well, yeah, because the moment you start writing Superman into a and to do a real life story and you put real life events in what he does, if he doesn't solve it. Then what the hell's wrong with Superman? Right. right? Like, why isn't he? And if he does solve thing? it, it makes it seem trivial. Right. You're trivializing the death and the work of like soldiers over there dying for it. Right. So it's a real interesting, like I, I'm, it's really interesting. I will tell you, like, it's very much, it goes and it describes panels. So like, mm. and this panel, we see Superman, blah, 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 blah. And it's trying to tell you like how Superman's sort of like shifting and changing over time. But it is, there is some minutia in this book. Wow. I, that's, yeah. I'm actually interested in, in, in that book. I, I, I would probably check it out. I think I might get bogged down in the minutia, but like over a slow listen every now and then, just keep it downloaded on your phone and pick at it. It might be a fun yeah. one. Well, I think that's a good part. It's like, if you get through a decade, you're like, okay, I listened to the decade about the sixties. I'm right. good. Let's, you know, let's go listen to the, you know, I can wait a little bit before I listen to the part about the seventies. It's, it's been a really interesting listen to kind of figure out. I think why Superman is not Batman. If that right. makes sense. Right. You know, so that, like we don't. Yeah, go ahead. I'm that, sorry. Oh, I was that's, a, that's a good segue into the end. This is the end of Superman summer. And <laughs> uh, I, I mean, there's so many things we can we can go with. Like as far as like, what is you person? Like, what is your personal? Like, what do you want to see in your Superman? What are the elements of Superman yeah. that you are attracted to the most and would like to see more of? And then, or ultimately, what did you learn about Superman? So what are the elements of Superman that you're attracted to the most, Josh? I think for me, like the idea that Superman never, never gives up, right? Like Superman's tenacity to like save and Superman's tenacity to solve the, and solve isn't the word because I think Batman's the problem solver. I think Superman's like the, he will just win out of the mere fact that he, he won't give up. Right. Right. Oh, before and, you, before you go on, Josh, I did write, yeah. uh, it says Josh on top of that. And then I have my prediction for what you want to uh, see more in, in Superman books. Okay. So, uh, for me, it's that, that never give up sort of thing. And then I like the stories where we lean into the sci-fi part of it. Right. So I think of the stories we read Supergirl. I'm going to say it's gotta be on the list. Sci-fi. There we go. Science fiction. <laughs> like for me, that's the piece where I'm like, that's what Superman otherwise like, what's the fun of watching him defeat defeat bank robbers? Of mm. course he's going to win. You got to give him something challenging. And I think the only way you get to do that is with, is with the sci-fi sort of nature of it. Um, I also like the Superman that, that sort of never give up attitude that, that sci-fi part of it. And then I think really just what I'm looking for, and this is just in general, I think as I'm, as a, as I'm an older comic book consumer, I want a story that has a beginning, middle and end. Right. So I don't want to have to go read all of the new 52 run of Superman. Yeah. That's just like, I don't have that in me. I'm not a monthly reader anymore. Like mm. I don't have that ability. I have the money for it now as an older adult, but I don't have the like patience to read a, like to have to read seven volumes to get my beginning, middle and end. But the opposite of that is a condensed like whole life, like Superman for all seasons. We are like, well, I don't want like the cliff notes on a Superman. Right. Life, no, 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 no. But no. I also don't want the 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 beginning of a long 24 right. issue run i also I don't a nice need, four to six issue yeah story that has a beginning middle and end i also don't need the um the the origin every time yeah 
So when I think about the stuff I read, I really enjoyed that Superman 78 because it assumed you knew the origin because it's just picking up where a movie took off. Thank you. Yes. It gave you no origin, right? Like it does dive into, you know, there is his dad is in there because he goes to the Fortress of Solitude and you see that, but you don't have to deal with the origin. Like we dealt with the origin in Space Age, although it was very, it was quick. Yeah. You still had to go through that piece again because we're telling the story of Superman's life. Right. I think I want Superman's story, not Superman's life. Yeah. You want to see him yeah. like, hey, now I'm I'm fighting Metallica or I'm fighting Brainiac, these four issues. Yeah. Or it's like Bizarro four issues. And like there is a exposition, a conflict, a rising action, climax, and denouement. And we're out. Yeah. yeah. And we're good. And we got Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, how about you? What are you looking for in your Superman? Well, you know, the cosmic stuff, I get the appeal of that, and I'm like, that's fun. You know, putting I think him I don't, out I don't, there. So I don't want him in space. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't want him in space solving other people's problems. I want either big robots, technology, or aliens to be the thing here that he has to solve. Out, right? Okay, that's, that's a good yeah. distinction. And outside force. One of the things that I, I found myself gravitating to, and this is really interesting, is uh, for me, especially who's someone who's non-religious, I really like uh, the, the Superman Christ, Christ figure. Yeah. I really yeah. like that because yeah. I don't, I don't get that in a lot of other my heroes. I I, I love a good like dark anti-hero, and so yeah. I have so many great choices for those, whether it be like a, a Wolverine or a preacher or any of these things. There's so many great antiheroes. For me, for my Superman, I I want that to be the domain where we can tell the like, as you said, kind of the holy good, the hope, yeah. the the person who's going to. I want someone to aspire to. I want the hero to aspire yeah. to. I don't want the for Superman. I don't want. I don't. I don't need to see myself in Superman. I want Superman. Yeah. I like the stories where I'm like, man, God, I can't believe Superman. God, I, I got to start thinking more like Superman this week. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I need, I, I want, I want the character. I want to pop in and read Superman stories when I feel like I need to go to church. I don't go to church. I'm not religious, but yeah. I need that sense of inspiration. Where yeah. it's like, man, it's rough, and I feel like I, I'm not being the best person I could be. Let me read a Superman book and get rein, uh, like reinvigorated with yeah. that. And at moments, even in all these books, even ones I liked less than others, there are moments where Superman does something where you're like, that's just straight up good. Like, that's just yeah. like, this dude is, wow, if we could all be more like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, it's I, corny, I, I know, but like... yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I think that's a really good one. I think, and that might just be because you and I, I, I wonder if that need for Superman to be this figure who sacrifices himself, mm. so to speak, comes out of death of Superman. Like the, the monumental book for you and I as young men reading comic books is, that the, ended up with Superman story, Superman, yeah. is the crucifixion like and rebirth of Clark. <laughs> and rebirth of superman yeah. right like that whole thing is a is a, a, is a tremendous part of our dna That's where like point. we want to see superman go to the end i don't think i need him to die but you got to think like if something's going to kill superman it is what it would do to earth if it got to us is astronomically like bad yeah. right so to see superman go to the limit i think that's what i like is like superman's going to go to the limit and is going to like He's willing to like, yeah, and forgive people who betrayed him, and to like play, like to help lepers, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> the things that like Logan's not going to do, or you right. know, like uh, yeah. Guy Gardner's not going to do, or even right, Batman's right. not going to do, uh, yeah, and to do it with a naivete, almost about people, other people's potential to be good. Right. Like Batman's always skeptical. He's always paranoid. He's always yeah. he's always thinking five steps ahead. Superman is in the moment and he's going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And he thinks that you're going to be the you best have the opportunity or the ability to be the best version of yourself. Wow, we just got really altruistic with our Superman. Yeah. Our, that's our I Superman mean, but that's take. Superman somewhere like 
so many, so much of comics, and they're great. I love them. It's all about being edgy or, or like a twist. Oh, what a twist! Uh, but Superman, like I like. I think I'm walking away from this as one. I hadn't read a lot of Superman runs after this summer. I'm, I'm actually kind of a little exhausted on Superman, so I'm glad it's kind of coming. I'm looking forward to reading other some other <laughs> yeah. stuff. But I will tell you what: before I was. My radar was not looking out for new Superman books by new creators or new people coming into yeah. it. And now it definitely is. Now I'm like, oh, Mark Russell's writing a Superman book. I would check, you know, like check that yeah. out. Like who's like, oh, there's this other world story. Like I'm much more interested in seeking out Superman stories yeah. than I was when we started. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think I like to see people play with that thing. And I think that we're in a space now where DC's letting people play with Superman more, right? Like I think of like an Elseworld Superman story and you, you think of like uh Superman Red Sun, right? Yeah. And you get that Elseworld, but it's so Elseworld, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's so but I want something that just like let's just let's just tell a Superman story that doesn't have to be in continuity so we can do what we want with it. Lois Lane can be the way we want her to be. Perry White can be who we want it to be. Jimmy Olsen can play this role, but we're going to have fun with it. I think that's why I mentioned earlier that, that cartoon on, on Max. I am really enjoying it because it's like not bogged down by Superman since the 1930s, right? It gets to like be this new thing, wholly new, but it's Superman, yeah. right? It's like a reboot even like the 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 uh, new fifty two reboot is beholden to all of this continuity before it. Mm -hmm. Even though we're saying none of that exists, we're starting over. It is still beholden to. But then all we of just this. bring it all back in, anyways. Right, right, and then it can't end. Yeah, right. It can't end no because third act. these th that superhero comics have no third act. If they do, it's a reset. Yeah, right, and like ah, oh, we solved the problem. Everything's done. Um, but they're designed in a way so that they go on forever. Right. So you can't truly end your story the way you want unless you do this future story like Dark Knight Returns. Right. And you get to like put your capstone on it of how you want Batman to end. Right. And what's interesting about Superman is because he's so iconic, even if the stories aren't working for a while, they're going to keep putting him out. And that's also one of the tragedies of Superman. It's like, okay, we can never take a break from the character. We can't be like, we're going to put Superman on the shelf for six years because the last three, the last five or six attempts we've, we've done, it's just not working. We need to step away yeah. for a little while, let people miss. It's not going to happen because no. there is this almost like obligation because he's been around, so this is your grandparents' superhero. So it's been passed down, passed down. No one's gonna be, no one's gonna be the chief editor who's like, we're shelving it. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Plus, he's your bread. He's the most recognizable superhero ever. Like him and Batman and Spider Man, those are your guys, right? What's James Gunn starting his whole, uh, yeah, thing off with Superman? With Superman, yeah. And I am really interested to see, and I wonder if that is. I'm curious to see how what his take will be on it, right? Is he going to go? I hope I it's he, his take. That's all I hope. And I, yeah. And I hope you have to do, I think you have to do the hopeful Superman and not in the weird way that Snyder did it. where like, this S stands it's for hope, but, but everything's, almost, yeah. but everything's grim and gritty, right? Yeah. Like it like, Oh yeah, this S stands for hope, but this is a dark and like ominous story. I'm not providing any hope. Yeah. In fact, I'm so hopeful I snap the guy's neck at the end of it, right? Yeah. Like, like that's, I'm curious, like, are we going to get this bright light that I think Superman can be in, in, in the comic book universe? I, right? I, I want a writer who can make optimism and hope not corny or cheesy anymore. Right. I, think, I think as an audience of any media, I think the world could use a little bit more of that. Yeah. No, entertaining engaging <clears throat> hope and optimism yeah all right so superman summer we made it through i'm gonna agree with you this is how this was different from other super other summers we've done it was one character yeah and that was both rewarding because i got to learn a lot and just explore this character from different angles but also sort of like okay i need to read something different yeah 
right? Like I feel very much like, okay, I've consumed a lot of Superman, yeah. right? Like I like pizza, but man, I ate too much fucking pizza, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just- <laughs> I started reading just like a lot more novels again that are stuff like that. It was like, well, I don't want to taint my Superman comics with other comics because I'm trying to get this vision of it. So I started reading like old detective novels and things like yeah. that. And so- as much as fun as it was and necessary, and I'm glad now that I feel like I have a much more solid take on Superman and can can hang in a conversation and give what I think is an honest, valid opinion, I am ready to move on. So what do you want to do next, Josh? Like, I, 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 had, a, I had a suggestion, because we, okay. we, we did... It was a bit altruistic of us to jump into this character that none of us really had a huge affinity for, a lot of history with, and explore this. I think... We should reward ourselves with a duo that we know we always love. <laughs> Brubaker and Phillips? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking maybe we should. Uh, it's, night fever. Yeah. I think it's night fever time. Night I, got, fever. I, got a, I got a fever and the only cure is <laughs> Brubaker and Phillips. Brubaker and Phillips. I got a night fever. Um, yeah, I think that'll probably be the next book we read, folks. It's probably going to be uh, Night Fever by Brubaker uh, and Phillips. Uh, going back to crime roots but not a reckless story not a reckless Cri- story. it's not a reckless story but it is sort of this crimey like noir thing uh i don't think we've done brubaker and phillips since last january so i think we're okay <laughs> i think we're fine that's a good long break all right so brubaker and phillips that will be the next book folks May- take a look for it it's gonna be night fever by ed brubaker and sean phillips um because we can't get enough of those guys. And every once in a while, you got to go back. We earned to it. Classics. We earned it. We earned it. We earned it. It's our, it's like the good palate cleanser to get <laughs> us back into other comic books other than Superman. You take a hard right and you do a, the crimey story. Yeah. And then, then we'll be, story. then we'll even the scales and we'll be able to make a unbiased selection for our next several books. I think, I think, I think you're right. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can find the show over at comicexposure.com. Uh, um, you can follow us on whatever podcast app you use. You can like rate review, whatever it is on the podcast app you use to say, Hey, I like this show. Um, <clears throat> let people know about it. We love talking comic books. This is really an excuse for us to hang out. So if you listen to it, that's a bonus for us. Um, but we always like to kind of like, you know, what's good, what's going on. So you can comment on the podcast, rate it, review it on any of those apps. Maybe you've got, you know, you want to go like, Hey guys, read this story. Uh, and we probably, maybe we might, cause we're always looking for what's the next thing we're going to read. <clears throat> uh, so folks, thanks for tuning in. Anything else before we go, Travis? Nope. No, I don't think so. All right. We'll see you next trade.